coming up on the Tuesday show. How many cars have you had and what was your favourite? I should have learned from the first Fiat that I shouldn't buy another Fiat. I didn't blow it up. I, I set fire to it. Call the fire brigade. A monster Ultra Fiesta Mango. Wow. That's got a lot of words in yeah. it. Got warm beans when I go home. Yeah, and there were flames. Flames, I tell you. So I, I did end it with uh, egg on my face. Um, and that was just breakfast. You never forget your first, ever. You name it, I've had it. That car had a strange ending to it. Look at me. And that was the day I figured out I was diabetic. What a dick. I spy with my little eye something beginning with V. <laughs> vagina. The Porsche vagina. If you drive this car, you will look like a cunt. Would you like yeah. to see a picture? I would not. Uh, the, what, what did I just talk about for half an hour? Welcome to the Tuesday Show with CJ and Ted. <laughs> Uh, let's see, my, drink, my, my next drink now. Okay. What are you so drinking? <laughs> I'm on a Monster Ultra Fiesta Mango. Wow. That's got a lot of words in yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Ultra means it's zero sugar. Um, yeah. Fiesta means it's um, a tribute to a car, maybe. Hmm? Could be. And then, ma- and then Mango means... Or a magazine. Uh, mango. Do you remember... Oh. <laughs> finding a fiesta magazine in the bushes on the way home from school <laughs> oh i never did uh, that i was a good yeah. boy when i was cool um speaking of cars my first car was a fiesta was it yeah it was genuinely good. yeah <laughs> okay that's, that's that's pretty cool actually i wasn't expecting that yeah it was a, a terracotta orange um Ooh. ford fiesta mark one absolute nice. dream to do any work on well, I was say back in them days there was really nothing to the engines it was just the engine part there well, was no computers and crap on it it's easy you could basically step inside and you know stand in the engine bay next to the, the engine and work on it <laughs> yeah that my my, was my first there. car my first car was a Fiat Cinquecento and mine was exactly like that as well you'd yeah. literally you'd pop the bonnet and you just had all this room in the inside the engine bay Mm. Yeah, if you if you really wanted to, you could you know put some tinned food in there if you didn't have any room in the boot after you've been shopping. I don't know. Um, yeah, you could there, do there, that. There was loads of room in the engine bay. It might end up cooked though. <laughs> well, that's okay. Just um, you, you have to be strategic about it. That you know, yeah. just put 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 the uh, the one can of baked beans that I'd buy. Put that in the engine bay. Then I've got warm beans when I get home. Yeah, perfect. I don't think I'd do that. I I'm, I managed to set fire to my Fiesta anyway. Um, whilst working on, well, only only because I was working on the engine, um, right? Or not? No, actually, not the engine. It was the battery. The battery was an issue, um, mm. and it was the it was the lead that goes from the battery straight to the um, starter motor. Right. Okay. So there was an issue with that. So <laughs> I was just trying to diagnose which wire it was that the problem. That the problem was with um and to do that i used uh jump leads okay <laughs> okay so i used a jump lead to go from one to the other to okay fair enough that's the issue because if i use a jump lead instead of the lead that's already on there it seems to work fine then i had to go off to the auto factors mm. okay um see, that's a bit of a blast from the past isn't it that <laughs> yeah. means halfords everyone um <laughs> Um, but yeah, when there used to be independent auto factors, um, I thought I, I need to go there to get the the real wire to put there instead of the uh, jump leads. Instead of the fake wire, yep. Yeah, so I left the jump leads in there, or the jump lead, got in the car. I got to the end of the drive, 
Um, now bear in mind, I you know I didn't live in a country mansion or anything, so the drive was you know um, literally two or three cars. Um, a few feet in, yeah. In, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and there were flames, flames. I tell you, wow. Um, yeah, coming out of the the, the bonnet. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, I jumped out and ran inside and said, call the fire brigade. Um, the car's on fire. And uh, luckily... <laughs> call luckily, the fire brigade! <laughs> call the fire brigade. And then, um, uh, luckily, uh, we lived uh, a few hundred yards away from a fire station. Um, so, it didn't take them long to come around. And did, did, did they just like pull the, the fire engine out the front of their building and then just point the hose at you and just do it from there? Yeah. In fact, you know, in terms of the siren, they didn't even go knee nah. It just went knee. Um, Excellent. But, but yeah, so they, they turned up and, um, you know, kind of made it safe and had a look and. Uh, and then showed exactly what had happened, which was basically my wire, my my jump lead um, had got so hot uh, that it effectively stripped off all of the plastic coating. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, like a cheese wire, had gone and cut through the side of the battery. Oof. And therefore, there was battery acid then pouring, pouring out of the, uh, uh, out of its casing everywhere. How much the new battery cost you? Uh, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it, it, but the whole thing, it was a lot, it, it's, it was dearer. The whole thing was dearer than it should have been. Um, instead yeah. of just needing one wire, I needed probably a couple of wires and a <laughs> new like, battery. Yeah, so you needed them all plus a battery. You may as well have just had it towed to the garage at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, which you probably did, I imagine, after that. You'd probably actually get it towed. Yeah. So I, I did end it with uh, egg on my face, um, and that was just breakfast. <laughs> so that egg on your face was before all of this happened. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you ate breakfast. <laughs> That's why I couldn't think straight. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't blown up a car. I'm happy to to report. Can I? Can I just um, be clear? I didn't blow it up. I I set fire to it. Okay, potato, potato. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I haven't set fire to a car. Um, mm. I think the worst I've done was uh, so I was driving home from Scarborough, so Scarborough to Northampton. It was like a what three, four-hour drive at that point in my little Fiat Cinquecento. Um, actually, no, that wasn't even the Cinquecento. No, the Cinquecento I took up to Scarborough, and then I was driving from Scarborough to Leeds, and then the something happened in the gearbox um, oh, yeah. I, where basically. I'd, I'd I'd be driving along in fifth gear, and it would just pop out of fifth gear for mm-hmm. no reason as I'm driving. So in the end, I'm I'm literally I'm holding the gear stick back with both hands whilst I'm going down the road, you know, trying to steer and all this stuff just so it stayed out. It stayed in fifth gear. That was fun. Um, <laughs> it was at that point I decided to get rid of that car. And that's when I bought my Fiat Punto, which is my second car. Yeah, um, I should have learned from the first Fiat that I shouldn't buy another Fiat. Never, never. Would I? I I've bought a Fiat and I yeah. regretted it. Fix it again tomorrow. That's what they say, isn't yeah. it? Um, but no, the worst I did to my Punto was uh, again on the trip home from Scarborough just before we left. You know, checked all the oil and water and all that stuff you're supposed to do, and forgot to put the or I topped up the water and forgot to put the cap back on. Um, but got to put the radiator cap back on. Um, yep. So we got you know half an hour down the road and. 
temperature lights going off and there's steam coming out of the engine bay and yeah it was a that was an expensive expensive mistake blew the head gasket um warped the the cylinder heads they out they had to be re-skimmed um yeah it cost Mm -hmm. me about 400 pounds in the end to get all that fixed um but that was a tow service from yorkshire back down to northamptonshire yeah fun times that's the worst i've done like i said i haven't set fire to a car but that's the worst i've done to a car yeah and through you know not doing things correctly or whatever yeah Um, well we all do think we all make mistakes don't we i suppose 100 percent. yeah yeah my 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 fears it just broke down it was the um uh it wasn't even that old it was only a few years old um but it was the engine management chip yeah um and it just cost an absolute fortune and then that didn't last again and it was just more trouble than it was worth Um, when i bought my punto it had loads of problems like you say the engine management light would keep coming on yeah um and i I actually took it back to the garage i bought it from you know statutory three months warranty um so i kept taking it back there just going engine management lights back on again engine and and every time you'd be like yeah it looks like the coil packs need replacings but then after the third time i'm like are you sure it's the coil packs that need replacing? Because mm. it's the third time this has happened. Mm. And they kept it back for a little bit longer this time. And again, like it was the engine management computer just stopped working. And they had, mm. to, get, they had to get another one. Then he tried to charge me for it. I was like, oh, pills, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> this is <it's> what warranty is <laughs> for, mate. Sorry. I ain't paying for that. You know, stuff you. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a lot of cars. What, what was, what's been your favourite car? How many cars have you had? And what was your favourite? Like, shall we? Uh, I, I require clarity on this one. Cars that I've owned or cars that I've driven for extended periods of time? Because I've had a few company cars as well. Either. Okay, so <laughs> out of the cars that I've owned, how many have I owned? Um, Cinquecento, Punto, Astra, Mondeo, and now my smart car, so five. Mm. Um, the most comfortable one. The Mondeo, Mondeo Estate, by far. Um, the most fun to drive, though, is definitely my smart car. Yeah. Um, I love my smart car. Um, I've had a few company cars in my time as well. I've had a, a, a like a newer version of the Astra, um, Audi A4, Skoda Octavia, um, Vauxhall Mocha. They're the only ones I can think of right now. But, but I've had like a myriad of like temporary cars. Like while my yeah. hire car, or my company car be in the garage, I get like a temporary car. Yeah. And a whole a whole host of those. Um, but I think my favourite one out of the company cars, um, and it's probably going to it's probably really obvious, and the audience will guess this as well. It it's Audi A4. Again, it was the most comfortable um, for long distance driving, and yeah, quite quite just a nice comfortable drive. The Astra yeah. was okay. Uh, my problem, I, the problem I had with the, the Astra as a company car was it was a it was second hand, or it was like somebody else had used it before I got to it. So right. and, and it felt it felt like a company car. Somebody just ragged the crap out of it, yeah. and it, yeah, the 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 transmission wasn't smooth. It just wasn't mm. quite right. Um, so yeah, I'd say the the Audi A4 was my favourite company car out of mm. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How many how many cars have you had across your your uh, short but colourful life? My short but colourful life. Um, I I do you know what I don't know. I, I I've sort of lost count. Right. <laughs> if I'd known I was going to ask you that question, and I was in the in the business of doing any kind of planning, mm. 
I would have tried to work it out, but quite a few, quite a few. Uh, you name it, I've had it. Um, so, Fair enough. Uh, and again, in terms of favourites, it's difficult. Um, mm. I tell you what, what was a good car? Well, mm. the Fiesta, because it was easy to work on, and of course, it was my first. So, yep. Um, you always look fondly at, at those. Um, you never forget your first ever. Never, never, never. Um, I did. I had a Mondeo as well, actually. In, th- in fact, I think I've had two Mondeos. Uh, but I had a Mondeo, which was, I think, one of the first cars that I had with um, um, cruise control. Yep. Um, but cruise control's I, a lifesaver. It, well, it's also a life taker because I was driving along. <laughs> on the, I was driving along on the motorway um, and I had the cruise control on. And then... I, I went to brake or whatever it was or whatever it was and it wasn't braking and it was oh. stuck on. Oh. Yes. Which is very disconcerting. My Mondeo was the first car that I owned that had cruise control. Mm. Um, and actually, I had the opposite problem. Mine wouldn't... In- I had to literally like twice a week I had to spray the inside of the buttons with contacts cleaner just right. to get it just to get it to work because um, yeah so you'd literally you'd press the button and nothing would happen mm. and I'd be like oh god and it took me ages to figure it out and lots of online research but yeah apparently I was saying it was common on that model of Mondeo that the contacts would become corroded yeah so you'd have to either take the steering wheel apart to clean the contacts down properly which mm. is incredibly dangerous because there's you know explosives in there um, that's true yeah for the airbag for those that are wondering why I'm talking about explosives in a steering wheel yeah um, or you just have to get a can of contact cleaner and literally you have to jam the straw right underneath the, the button and spray it for a few seconds mm. um, but yeah even everyone online was saying you've got to do it every few days or else it just it starts sticking again or it doesn't work yeah so. I think mine must have been a bit too contacty. Um, yes. Because yeah. it, it just wouldn't uh, come off and I came off of the services and I was revving and revving um, and uh, obviously managed, you know, came out of gear and then, um, obviously stopped the car, mm. started it up again, boom, revving again. Oh, yeah. Weird. Crazy. Like, I, can't, I-, I can't remember what, I think, I, I tell you what, that, that, that car had a strange ending to it. Um, because right. I, I left it, did I leave it? I can't remember, but it did break down. I think that was it. I think it was, I think that was something to do with the <laughs> power. Um, the uh, con- uh, the what? Do, what did I just talk about for half an hour? Cruise control. Cruise control. That was it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it was connected to the, the cruise control. Um, and uh, anyway, basically, it was broken, and I and I was renting a place, and um, I think the. I think the landlord because I'd moved out but I hadn't taken the car because the car was still knackered and I think he he just got annoyed with it and moved it (laughs) but just basically moved it into the into the centre of Milton Keynes oh (laughs) yeah just just because (laughs) yeah Uh, and then I think it got broken into and then the police took it away and said we found your car (laughs) (laughs) ooh okay 
I, d- I didn't report it missing. Should I have done that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, don't, don't worry. Um, don't worry. It's fine. That's crazy. I'm over it. I've, I've grieved for it now. Um, <laughs> I mean, en- endings of, of all of my cars. Um, I'll, I will include company cars on, on this one as well. Um, so my Cinquecento, I managed to trade that in for £200. Um, when other garages will offer me like 50, I traded it in for 200 with one garage to get the Punto. Yeah. Um, and like I say, this was at the point that the transmission was broken and I couldn't keep it in fifth gear going down the motorway. Mm. Um, so that was just a trade in the Punto. The Punto got traded in for my first Astra estate. Um, again, what was wrong with that one? I think it was just kind of on its last legs. It just wasn't a comfortable drive anymore. You could feel the engine was struggling and, you know, I checked all the, you know, all the fluids and all that, and everything was fine. It was just it was struggling to kind of survive at that point. So yeah, I just got rid of it. Um, my my first Astro Estate, I sold that one to a friend because um, he wanted it. Um, he never paid me for that actually, <laughs> and I haven't spoken to him for like ten years. So I don't think I'm seeing that money now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the the my company Astra. The company car uh, got written off um, as I was in a, I won't say horrific, but I was in a, an accident on the on the M40 going down. I remember that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you remember that one? So yeah, yeah that was a uh, that was the day I figured out I was diabetic and that I shouldn't drink sugary drinks because it makes me fall asleep. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll move past that. So yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a write off that one, and after that, I got um, the Vauxhall Mocha for a little while. Um, that was given back for the Skoda Octavia, which I had for a little while, and then I went and left that job, so I had to give that company car back, and I went and bought the Mondeo, which got absolutely trashed by another person that was driving it. Um, so I just mm-hmm. sold it in the end. Um, I just didn't want it, so I gave it to like I actually sold it to the car shop. Um, yeah, got yeah a few hundred quid for it. Um, that's pretty much it. Where are we now? Oh yeah, then I had the Audi A4 company car. Um, again, just gave that one back because I'd left that job and. Now I've got my smart car. And I haven't got rid of it yet. I'm still debating whether to get rid of it or not. Can't remember if we've had, if we've had this conversation or not. Yeah. I, um, I don't remember. Well, I'm looking, I'm considering getting rid of my smart car because since I started my current job where I get to work from home, it's just sat on the driveway doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, but it's still costing me money because I'm, you yeah. know, still on, under finance. Well, I'm like, well, I could sell it to a company like We Buy Any Car or something and they'll just clear the, the finance for me. And then give me any change. Um, mm. So it's just something I'm considering at the moment. But I also like the idea of having a car available if I need, if I want to just go anywhere. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 nice, it's nice to have, isn't it? Yeah, but it's two hundred pounds or two fifty if you take the insurance into account as well. That's you know per month that's just sat on the driveway doing nothing. Yeah, um, it's a lot of money to just kind of burn. Just in case I want to go somewhere, I'll be better off getting rid of that. And on the odd occasion, I do want to go somewhere. Hiring a car from the hire shop that's like a five minute walk from my front door. True. So, yeah. Although if you don't use it if you don't use it very much or don't use it for a while, then um, you know, you've got a nice little selling point when you do come to sell it, that it's low mileage for a year. <laughs> it's on like seventy thousand miles at the minute and it's seven uh, years old. Yeah. Uh, so it's done average so that car, when I got that car, 
Um, it was a toss-up between that one and another smart car that I saw that was white. Um, so, uh, so my one's orange and black, and there was a white and black one that I, I was looking at. I really wanted the white and black one. Mm-hmm. Same, same model, same year, exactly the same features, same price, which was crucial. Uh, the big difference was the white one had 50,000 miles on the, on the clock, whereas the one I can, I've got, it only had 10,000 on the clock when I got it. 10,000? Yeah, so it was a no-brainer just to get that. Well, one. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, c- color aside, I, I'd, I'd live with the fact that it was orange, and actually, I quite yeah. like the fact that it's orange now. It's quite yeah. You don't see many of them around. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's the story of my smart car. But since then, you know, I've had it for what three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three and a half years now, and I've done sixty thousand miles in it in three and a yeah. half years. So there you go. That's the yeah. story of my smart car. Yeah. Anyone still awake? Anyone still awake in the audience? I, 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 yeah, I am. Right. Listeners and viewers may not be. I, um, uh, yeah, my my most of my cars have gone. Um, a lot of them have gone to scrap, mm. um, or you know something terrible has happened to them, um, or you know they've broken down or what, what have you. Um, certainly beyond economical like, repair. Yeah, well, the, the Fiesta did, um, but then that was my first car. I was ragging it anyway, so um, a, a few times it had to it had to go to the mechanics to to have the push rods changed. I managed to bend the push rods um, <laughs> Fantastic. because of um, because of being a teenager um, and 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 uh, you know reimagining my Fiesta as some sort of rally car. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, I am um, so go on, go on. No, no, you go. On. I was say, you say about ragging your car, my my Cinquecento. Um, so at, at the point I started driving, there was a movie that had not long been out starring Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson called Starsky and Hutch, yeah, based on the popular TV show, yeah. Um, and there was this bit in it where they were talking about. Um, to get kind of the best performance out of this car, you have to shift straight from second to fourth. And I was like, that's an interesting concept. I wonder why anyone would do that. But of course, me being me, being the fresh, young, you know, whippersnapper that I was at that point, I started doing that with my Iacinquecento as well. I was just <laughs> ragging it down the road, you know, as, as many RPMs as possible in second gear and then slamming it into fourth afterwards. It was uh, That's probably right. why the transmission broke in the end, because I was doing mm. shit like that. Yeah, that was fun though. Again, at that point, I'm just like, "Yeah, look at me!" Yeah, I. What what a dick! Yeah, um, what, a, what a dick! I mean, but, you know, but, <laughs> but exactly, I see kids doing that kind of stuff now, or just driving like absolute lunatics. I'm just like, "You're a dick!" Yeah, and I I completely forget the fact that I was that person once as well. Yeah, you know, I did that too. Even in my Fiat Punto, I did that. Mm. It was only really once I got to. Probably my Vauxhall Astra, my first Astra, the one that I owned, because the the journeys I was doing every day, I was driving from Northampton to Leicester every day, um, and I wasn't earning a lot of money, so I couldn't really afford the fuel at that point, or you know couldn't justify you know tearing this car up the motorway, burning fuel like it was going out of fashion because I just couldn't afford yeah. to keep topping it up every day. And yeah. it kind of at that point, I became a bit more fuel economic conscious. Um, and started driving a bit more sensibly. Yeah, um, I, I I sort of went the other way, and just in terms of in terms of cars, uh, mm. the idea of having a, a large engine just wasn't 
just wasn't an issue. Um, but I'd have, I had all sorts of things. I like it. Um, I had a BMW, which was, um, that was kind of cool at the time. Um, what happened to that? That was an automatic and the automatic gearbox broke. Um, to the point where it it would only select, uh, reverse. So (laughs) I, obviously that, that's, uh, that was kind of limiting. Um, Mm. but, uh, I did actually manage to drive around the block in reverse, uh, cause I needed to move it, um, somewhere, but I couldn't just move it there. I had to go round in a big circle to get it there. <laughs> I was watching a show on Netflix called Rust Valley Restorers. Mm. And it's this, uh, it's this guy in Canada. So I think Alberta, I think, um, basically lives in this area where it's quite dry. So cars don't really, you know, kind of deteriorate that quickly. Yeah. Um, and there's like here and there's loads of other shops in this, you know, like uh, repair shops in the same area. Um, and occasionally they do things like they'll go and go to like demolition derbies and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and there was one bit where one of the competitors basically broke the track and could only go in reverse. Mm. So we ended up going around this demo <laughs> derby in reverse for the whole thing. It was quite entertaining. Yeah. Um, but that was the whole thing about cars. So I, I've been watching loads of like stuff on Netflix. So Rust Valley Restorers, um, Rust to Rich or Car Masters, Rust to Riches. Yeah. Because um, we touched on it briefly after we finished last time. And it was like, a, you know, what kind of a what's your dream car type scenario is mm. what we were kind of thinking of, wasn't it? So um, so I'll pose the question to you. What's your dream car? Um, I suppose it would have to be an Aston Martin. What what kind? There's, there's a few of those. There are. Um, I, my first response would be any. Um I don't know. Where are we up to? Is it uh, DB11? Possibly. Yeah, DB11. Have, have they given up giving them actual names and gone back to uh, the DB numbers? Yeah. Because um, they went I through a phase of, you know, like the Vantage and the Vanquish. And- yes, I, I think there is. I, I think there is a, um, I don't know which one it is, something beginning with a V. Um, <laughs> I spy with my little eye, something beginning with V. <laughs> yes. Um Vagina. No. Um, <laughs> the. Um, I, that's what they should come out with. What's that? A vagina. Uh, Aston Martin vagina. <laughs> Aston Martin VJJ2. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no, no. That, it would be a Porsche, wouldn't it? A Porsche vagina. If you drive <laughs> yeah, this car, you will look like a cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. What's the car that I was looking at? Like she mentioned Aston, Aston Martin, and you re- reminded me of a car that they did. Very limited edition. Um, V8. Let's go to... Let me get the image, and I'm going to share it with you. And I think you'll like this. Well, I like it for sure, so let me share this with you. What's that? A smart car? That is an Aston Martin Signet. Which, ah. is based, which is based on the same chassis as the Toyota IQ, which is based on the same chassis as the Smart 4.2. Yeah. That is a that is basically a V8 smart car. Mm-hmm. I want one. So really badly, I want one. Like if, if my smart car is anything to go by, this is the kind of thing that I want. You can close <laughs> that now. Can I? <laughs> there you go. Stop mm. sharing that. There we go. Um, they did have a um, they did have a car that was um, 
I, I can't remember what it was based on, but it was something really, really small like that. And the only reason they they made it was because they needed to have a car that was more, um, I don't know, more energy efficient or whatever. They had to produce and, be, you know, have one on sale. Right. Um, and again, it was, yeah, it was, it was not nice looking because it was a tiny little Aston Martin. It looked ridiculous, but yeah. it was, um, uh, it was sort of plush inside and all that sort of thing, but not really anybody's cup of tea, but I'm sure somebody will buy one for their maid or something. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, yeah, w- when I type in small Aston Martin, the Signet is the only one that comes up. Right. Um, but yeah, it's basically it's a little city car. It's got a V8 engine in it. Mm. And I think, like like you say, they, they did it just to say that they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at us. We can make a city car. Uh, yeah, don't just ignore the V8 engine in the back. Don't worry about that. No, that's mm. okay. <laughs> Pay no attention to the V8 engine behind the curtain. Um, I find it. I find it a little bit depressing that we only, in theory, we only have about seven and a half years or what have you of cars as we know it. Well, or pe- as we pe- know them, being pe- petrol being and built. diesel cars will be around for a very long time. Um, mm. It's just you won't see any brand new ones after 2030. Yeah. That's the, the yeah, seven and a half years, mm. which, which is a shame, especially for like petrol heads. You know, there, mm. there's a lot of people who who enjoy petrol cars. Um, I do wonder what it's going to mean for like the classic car market. Because um, mm. I mean, cause that, you know, we're, we're not going to stop producing, you know, petrol and diesel uh, or gasoline if you prefer in the year. Yeah, if you're somewhere else, um, we're not going to stop producing that. Yeah, um, it's just going to be no new cars will be sold with a petrol diesel engine. But I'm yeah. wondering if I mean I haven't looked at the the legislation or what the plan is, um, but I wonder if it's just going to be like fully internal combustion engines they'll stop. I wonder if they'll still sell hybrids. I think they want to totally. They want to totally go totally with stop. Um, yeah, that's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck a lot. It is. You know, if you want to go on a long journey somewhere, you've then basically got to plan an extra, you know, depending on how long your journey is, an extra two hours on top of it just to stop somewhere and recharge. Mm. Yeah, and also depends on the range of your car. Mm. I, was, I was looking at Tesla's earlier on, um, yeah. as as, this, as it happens, yeah. I can't remember why I was looking at Tesla's, but I was like, I'm just curious as to the different models. Because as far as I'm concerned, you see a Tesla, you just go, oh, it's a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah, they're all the same, just... They might be slightly different shapes or slightly bigger or whatever. Slightly um, smaller. Or slightly smaller, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they all kind of vary in range, but they're all basically between like 350 and 400 mile ranges. And I'm like, right. yeah, oh, that's fine if you're, you know, you just commute back and forth to work, you know, every day. That's probably okay. But, hmm. you know, as soon as you want to plan a long journey anyway, you've then got to think about where you're stopping to recharge. Yeah. And can you recharge while you're there? You know? Yeah. Um, right. Did we discuss Scotland? And can you recharge Northland? when you're at home? Well, obviously, obviously, you wouldn't buy that kind of car unless you had the facility to recharge at home. People aren't going to have the option. Um, well, that's what, what all new all new houses now have to have a a universal uh, charge plug or you know built into the house. Really? Yeah. 
What yeah. if you don't want to own a car? It just comes with it now. It's just part of the building, you know, yeah. much like yeah. a you know a front door. But that's great. What, what if you live in a what if you live, live in a block of flats or in a pre-existing um, row of terrace houses? That, that's the challenge, isn't it? They, they've got to figure out how how to deal with uh, charging electric vehicles. Like you say, that you've got terrace housing where you park on the road, mm. um, blocks of flats where you have. I mean, if you've got like a car park at the bottom of the block of flats, I guess you could. Yeah, you know, they can put in charge points, but. Like I say, rows of terrace housing, and I don't know. I don't know what the plan is, but yeah. we're not going to get we're not going to get into the politics of it, and no. yeah, and all, all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I was watching this car masters thing, and I was yeah, some really nice cars on there. Um, I definitely like. I would very much like to have a nineteen sixty nine Mustang. Um, they are gorgeous cars. But then again, I quite like that just kind of general shape, which covers a whole host of. Classic cars like that, you know, yep. the Mus- Mustangs, Camaros, Pontiac GTOs, um, Super Bs, uh, all of those kind of. I just love the shape and love the look of them all. I think they all look great. I would like a nineteen Chevy Bel Air. I would like a nineteen sixty nine Dodge Charger. Yeah, the Chargers are nice. In orange. Oh God! <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> Made up as the um, as the car from the Duke's Hazard. He said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it, and I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want, that's what you mm. want. Mm. I, I like the car. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not a fan of the colour. Um, I don't like that orange. I've got to be honest with you. No, I, um, I think. I think. I, you know, it's it's because it's it, it's iconic and it's it's something that uh, is from my childhood. Um, mm. So yeah, that's why. That's yeah. why I, I would like that. What's the car that they had in Starsky and Hutch? You know, I don't know. Let me have a quick look. So I'm, I'm just trying to think to all the famous classic cars now that are in all these films. So you've got the General mm. Lee, which is a Charger. Mm. Um, you've got Kit, which was a Trans Am. Trans Am. Yeah. Um, so anyway, whilst you're looking at that, fun fact about um, the Dukes of Hazard and the General Lee, um, the sound, because, mm. you know, you know, with television, they throw in the sound afterwards in many yep. cases. The sound of the, the General Lee in episodes of the Dukes of Hazard, comes from the same sound that was recorded for um, the the film Bullet, where okay. there's... Do you remember? There was like a Mustang, and then it was being chased by a Dodge Charger. Yeah. So it's it's that Dodge Charger sound mm-hmm. that is on the Dukes of Hazard. Ah, uh, okay. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is a fun fact. That is mm, a fun it fact. Is. Uh, Gran Torino is the uh, Starsky and Hutch car. Oh, okay. um, red with white bits on it, yeah. Or yeah. Ford Gran Torino. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely a fan of the Mustang. I like the original Mustang. See, I, I even like kind of the the Mustang redesign from like 2000, about 2006, I think they redesigned it. Right, yeah. Um, I really like that design as well. And then Ford went and, and ruined it by creating the Mustang Mach-E. Which What's is, a Mustang Mach-E? It's fully electric Mustang. That sounds awful. 
but it doesn't look like a Mustang. It looks like a Tesla. Mm. It just looks like a Tesla. Would you like yeah. to see a picture? I would not. Okay. And 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 this is this is this is what I'm saying. It, it's sad that you know we we kind of end up with cars that look like, um, mm. I don't know, just. A, I, I get the whole futuristic look, and I, I guess that's what Tesla's gone for. They've gone for futuristic-looking cars. Yeah. Um, and then you look at the other crazy ideas they've got, like the the Cybertruck, the mm. the semi truck. Um, they just look awful. They, mm. they that's not how a car should look. Mm. And I realise it's just you know we've grown up with cars looking a certain way. Yeah. You know, big grills on the front, all this stuff, and then Tesla yeah. just go, Nah, you don't need any of that. Mm. Um, it's like I was looking at electric cars, you know, a little while ago. Um, I, I have the option to buy or to lease an electric car through my company, mm. um, and just kind of looking through the latest electric cars, none of them really look like cars. Mm. Um, yeah, they all look like they're supposed to be electric cars, and it's that. I think what what I figured out was it's the it's how the grill looks on the front. So when in some cases where they attempt to put a grill on the front. They yeah. still just kind of smooth it on, or they kind of smooth it off just to. I realize mm. I put my hands in front of the microphone, means you can then kind of hear what I'm saying. Um, Sorry. So, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they smooth it off and it just looks really weird. But I saw one, it was um, a Skoda Enyaq, and they've at, at least tried to make it look like a grill with holes in it, yeah. like you would on a normal car. And I think that was the only one that kind of looks like a normal car in my eyes. Yeah. And the rest of them just look weird. Well, otherwise, it just looks a bit stupid. Looks a little bit fake, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, cars have cars have a personality, or they have a like, like people do. They have a look about them. When you kind of look at a car, you kind mm. of get an idea of what this car should be like just from how yeah. it looks right at the front. Yeah. If, if you, you were you, if you were a car, what car would you be? Sixty nine Mustang. Yeah. Great, great in a straight line. Doesn't handle curves very well. Yeah. But yeah. Big and powerful, and not particularly re- reliable in this day and age. <laughs> what about you? I you're don't know. Ge- you're, so you're going to say gen- generally, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, it would seem like the obvious thing to say. Um, uh, complete so, flag. No, I, I don't so know. Be, be, be careful saying that one. I, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably a probably a Land Rover. What kind of Land Rover? Defender, um, short wheelbase defender. I, I just a, yeah, a, a yeah. Land Rover. Maybe a, maybe a short ba- wheelbase defender um, that um, doesn't mind doing it in a field. <laughs> Where well, you, you can just half pull the the handbrake up and just step out of it, and watch it come rolling to a stop. Yes, my my party trick. Yeah, <laughs> so you've told me about that, but it's <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> yeah you just got to get the speed right the the right terrain mm. and yes it's a great way to um great way to make an entrance at <laughs> at um formations parades and parties yeah great way to make an entrance and i think that's a great way to make an exit right yeah <laughs> 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 That was The Tuesday Show. Get in touch with us. All the links are in the description. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.